Hello there, big daddies. You're listening to the trashy trio. We've taken over silver and gold. Coming in your ear holes. We're ready to party. And for those of you who aren't aware, we are the Trashy Trio. We're a podcast that covers sleazy, obscure, dirty, nasty movies. And uh, I am Josh. I'm Wendy. I'm Jay. And we are three scuzzballs who are here to do a little review for you guys. Sylvan Gold put out the call for any kind of extra horror movie-related uh, gatherings that might have been recorded in order to put out some extra content for the month. And uh, we picked up that call. We said, fucking right, we'll do it. We're ready to give you a quickie right down your ears holes. <laughs> your ears what? holes? Your ears holes! <laughs> we're going to tickle your prostate while we're at it. Oh, yeah. And for the special event, we're going to be covering Dr. Jekyll versus the Werewolf from 1972. Or, as the proper name would be, Dr. Jekyll y el Hombre Lobo. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to attack someone after saying that. <laughs> el Hombre Lobo. <laughs> He's our <laughs> Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Do you remember that show, Sheriff Lobo? Do you remember the theme song? Do I need to sing the shits for you? Please do. No. <laughs> it's too private now. Oh, man. I'm going to YouTube it later. Yeah. We'll, we'll sing it on our show. Or I will. Right, Whatever. Yeah. So, this is a Paul Nashie joint. Uh, speaking for myself, this was actually my first Paul Nashie film. The first, uh, really? Yeah. I've never seen anything from Nashie before this. Uh, I've heard of him, but uh, just, I don't know, I mean... If there's not, you know, animals having sex with people or anything like that, then I'm usually not at the top of my list, so... But this is a werewolf raping people. That's kind of close. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, but there's still wolf-man in there. There's too, there's still too much man in it for me, yeah. you know? I thought you could never have enough man. <laughs> well, that's off-the-show talk. It's right? only on the weekends. <laughs> so, where do we begin with... Dr. Jekyll versus the friggin' werewolf. <laughs> well, first of all, I totally thought, I I feel like the Nashi films, they just look like the Spanish version of Hammer. Oh, yeah. That's sort of the vibe that I got off of this. Especially, like, the introduction for the film, where, like, uh, it starts off at this prestigious-looking little shindig or what have you, and it, it totally looks like it's supposed to be set in the 1800s or something. Right. At least I thought so, yeah. Right, that's why when he pops up later at London Disco, I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the time-traveling wolfman. I was so disappointed. <laughs> oh, well, that might have been another subplot, since we're going to throw everything else into the Oh, pot. there there are other ones where he's like a time-traveling werewolf, uh, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, this is the sixth in the Wildemir Daninsky werewolf uh, films <laughs> of the series. Oh, really? Yes, really. I know you're like, what? There's more than one of them? <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea. I yeah, see how I can't get enough Voldemort Daninsky. Yes. <laughs> Bring that Daninsky back. That fucker was good. <laughs> the copy that I watched and uh, also that uh, Wendy watched, the audio was real low. And the first half of the movie, I would say, is just kind of really – it was tricky for me to follow. The whole movie, the <laughs> plot structure of it's kind of difficult to follow. But, like, just the basic things, like the things you're supposed to get to know and stuff, I just had a little bit of trouble keeping up with. Basic plot points and setup and character establishment, (laughs) those things were hard to follow. 
<laughs> yes, or like, find. I didn't fully uh, gel with it. Until, and thank heavens this movie is only an hour and 15 minutes long. Thank heavens for that. Also, I knew that there was oh, there like were different 15. edits of this movie, and I kept waiting for boobies. And when it was half an mm-hmm. hour in and I had not seen any fine-ass titties, I was beginning to be very frustrated. I was really wondering if I had, you know, if the I misjudged movie. my life. <laughs> Well, there, there, there was a clothed and unclothed versions of this film. What? What? Because back in the day, they would shoot them. So if you had a repressive government and you had censorship, they would have the clothed version. And then if you were a little more saucy and could get away with more shit, they'd have the titty version. Yeah, because like the copy that we have is, uh, you know, the the print is pretty pristine all the way up until. Like way late in the movie when the boobs do start popping up, and uh, you can see how it was edited together or taken out, you know, and you don't really lose anything, but you do lose titties. So <laughs> you lose the most important. You lose some. You lose some whipping and some raping and some titties. So you pretty much lose <sighs> the movie. But when you put that back in there, even you know with the you know terrible print quality or whatever, it's still. Some good-looking titties. <laughs> now, about these titties, just... Uh, sorry for talking, you know, like... I don't mean to educate you, I'm sorry. But oh, <laughs> from what I read is that they actually had... When they made the clothed and unclothed version, they would put mm-hmm. all the titties in one reel. So That's, if you ran into trouble, mm-hmm. they would just swap out the one reel, and that would be the titty reel. That's brilliant. So that's <laughs> why the first half hour was kind of dry. Wendy was getting uh-huh. restless. Oh. And later in the film, it's just a cornucopia of, of boobies going on. Yeah, it, it wasn't only Wendy, because like, I was having a pretty hard time with that first uh, goddamn, I would say, 45 minutes or so of the movie. It's very tricky. It's very difficult to sit through. Like Almost nothing seems to happen. Um, I'm having a hard time. I watched it, what, yesterday? And I'm already I'm having a difficult time trying to piece together what all happens at the beginning. You've got the um, really hot blonde who goes out to the uh, wilderness with her husband, the old dude, right? And then the old dude gets killed by those other dudes. And, <laughs> and uh, then the hot chick meets up with Werewolf Man, and, uh, played by Paul Nashy. And uh, he had a good look. Oh, to say that. can I um, ask? Can I ask another hmm? question? I have so many questions yeah. in life. So now it's a. They have this elaborate. Now apparently this is current day England at the time, unbeknownst oh. to us. But mm-hmm. they have this elaborate laboratory, and then right next to the laboratory is a whole like stack of hay bales. <laughs> so like you could be mixing up some serums and potions and whatnot, and then getting raped against some hay bales like two feet away. <laughs> That's because the uh, sets were probably set right next to each other. It was very rustic. I found it very rustic. And the other thing that struck me as so bizarre was they're all gathered around a fire. There's a big fireplace, and they're all hanging Mm -hmm. out in this room with this fireplace a lot. And yet you Mm -hmm. can clearly see their breath. Like, it was freezing cold, and they're two feet away from a fireplace. It's cold. (laughs) That's what happens, Wendy. (laughs) They're right next to the fire. (laughs) Not close enough. It's not like that thing remake where you don't see anyone's breath. <laughs> Shots fired. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but going back to the what what I understood of the plot, um, <laughs> so Blanchett gets with uh, Paul Nashy. Paul Nashy's the Wolf Man. Some people die, and then 
blonde hair chick, even though her husband's dead and everything like that, and she had, he hasn't had like apparently had a proper funeral or anything like that, she decides that she's going to get with Paul Nashy, and uh, she loves him despite his werewolf ways, and she goes to the city to talk to Doctor Jekyll, who uh, agrees to help Paul Nashy, the Wolfman, and that's where the science loses me. So they get the stupid idea. <laughs> they get uh-huh. this genius idea. That they're going to inject Nashi with the Dr. Hyde's Mr. Jekyll serum. And they keep calling it the Hyde, which is odd because I didn't realize that, like, Hyde was the name of the serum. I thought Hyde was the name of the, the, you know, the character, but okay. So Mm -hmm. they're going to inject him with the Hyde. And that way it'll make him Jekyll out, and he will also be a wolfman. And then they're going to use some other serum they're aware of to cancel both of those things out. So he will Is be... that what was going to happen? Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys say that your version is an hour and 15 minutes? That's I... what IMDb says. IMDb says the movie's oh, okay. an hour and 12 minutes. Okay, because like, my version's an hour and 28 minutes. Oh, well. Yeah, I think ours was about that length as well, yeah. Well, IMDb has it wrong, then. Okay. IMDb, there it goes again. So, I mean, hell, they say 1972, but the sucker may be 1973. We don't really know. So, so he is now uh, jekyll or hided or whatever, and it's a full moon, so he's got the double whammy, and he decides to go into swinging London, mm-hmm. where everything is very modern all of a sudden. But he's he's more hide than he is Wolfman, which was the bummer for me because I wanted you know well first of all you're going into a movie with you know Doctor Jekyll versus the fucking you know Wolfman or yeah. whatever you expect a battle, and you know what? Hey, okay, I'm I'm cool. If we're not going to see a battle, if we're going to see a Wolfman become Doctor Jekyll, I'm cool with that too. It's an but at least battle. I want to see him fight, or I want to see a Wolfman with a cane and like a top hat and stuff. Am yeah. I wrong? No, that been you're, awesome. you're 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 right. It was kind of a rip in that regards. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so cool, man. They had the chance to like dress him up with a little puppy dog with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Top hat and a cane. So Fucking now, right. so the blonde chick kept getting it. Like the the brunette chick was very angry at her, and and they were whipping her, and and, and oh yeah, and brunette chick happens to be Doctor Jekyll's uh, assistant, who yeah. turns her back on him. Which was really fucking weird. That was really weird. That yeah, didn't really make a whole that. lot of sense. <laughs> that was like, quite. What? That was quite the turn there. <laughs> like, like she's. This chick's obviously in love with the Wolfman, you know? So it's like, I don't get why she's so jealous or whatever. And, like, in a 180 that just comes from out of nowhere, she stabs the shit out of Dr. Jekyll. And, uh, Spoiler. <laughs> Whoa! Well, Dr. Jekyll doesn't matter at all in this movie. There is no Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. There's only Wolf Hyde. <laughs> Wolf There's is- Dr. Jekyll. And, or actually, he's the, the descendant of Dr. Jekyll. Right, right. And but then there's what we got is Hyde guy. We, we've got Valdemar Daninsky, Mr. Hyde. Say it, say it, Wendy. Valdemar Daninsky. Slash Mr. Hyde. Slash also a wolfman sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> For some slash other some a reason. very dapper disco dancer. So then he, he takes a, a, a stripper. He takes home a, a woman from outside of the, uh, the striptease parlor. As you do. You as know. you do, as you do. And uh, and he takes her back up to her, her abode to rape her. 
No, this was as he was as he was hide. Yes, as he was hide. Yes. And I she, just want to clarify that so people aren't thinking he's not he's a, a werewolf. werewolf going around going, "Hey, baby, what do you say? Come back to my place. I've got some chow." And she has a poster of Lee Marvin in her room. Man, in Spain, man, he was huge. There. <laughs> was he the right? sex symbol that that I I hope that he was at that time? I don't. I don't know. My grandmother's never mentioned him to me. <laughs> There was some decent gore in the movie, though. I will say that. Like, uh, I mean, I've heard that about Nashi before, but like uh, some of the stuff early in the movie, and uh, like, what was it, the cemetery thing, Jay? Like, uh, with the woman's head gets cut off or something. Oh yeah, they put. Yeah, there was an older the the crazy villagers cut off someone's head and proceed they, to you know run around with some pitchforks and. Did you see the head on a stake? Like in the next shot or whatever. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, during like the when they're walking around with the pitchforks and oh, everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Somebody took the head and put it yeah, on a yeah. stake oh. and is carrying it with him. It's like horrible. The Paul Nashi movies in general kind of have the flavor of if you go back and look at like uh like the horror comics from the seventies, mm-hmm. especially the covers where you have like a werewolf like or stabbing it like uh, putting a the stake into a vampire's heart. Seriously, you know a some of those. By night? No, they're I, I'm. Eerie Publications. Oh, Eerie. Yes. Oh. And all of their crazy Tales from the Tomb, Witches' Tales, Horror Tales. I mean, I'm looking at a headless mummy. He's got a, looks like a zombie or like a Nosferatu kind of looking guy, like in a chokehold with a stake. Damn. And now he's like over a, a chick that's passed out and he's got the mummy's head in his hand. I mean, just insane shit. So it's mummy versus Dracula? Yeah, but these Paul Nashi films, um, a lot of them remind me of like these covers. They're short on plot. You're just watching them. They're kind of like the midway point between the 80s gore stuff and then, you know, the hammer stuff. They're just in this weird nether region of, of fun. Yeah, I, I actually totally agree with that. Even though, like, the first half of the movie is pretty difficult to get into, mm-hmm. I do think that, like, uh, the latter half of it really starts to save it. And I kind of, you know, you get on board with it, the fact that, you know, okay, you know, screw it. We're just going to throw stuff at the, you know, at the wall and see what sticks. And, and it's most just, of it works. It's just batshit crazy. I mean, yeah. you're going to inject the werewolf with the hide venom <laughs> or serum to bring out a hide so he could defeat the werewolf and then right. you're going to cure the hot what <laughs> it, you know in that like we're talking about how insane that is that twist that the woman makes you know that uh dr jekyll's girl does it. that makes no sense but like it's just it's stupid enough to like you like that's kind of fucking funny or kind of you know entertaining okay you know whatever now we've got a new villain and this chick's getting slashed up and beat up on and raped yeah, and I, I don't know. The, the younger people may not appreciate it, but I'm kind of old enough, so where I kind of remember where this stuff would play late night on TV. And you'd just be hoping for the uncut version, even though it would never happen. I seriously doubt it. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. Unless you was watching uh, HBO back in the day or but, something. But, you you know, you just hope, and you're like, oh, or when you rent the videotape, you're like, let this be the good version. <laughs> the, the good one with all the crazy stuff at the end. Exactly. <laughs> Because it really does, like, every other scene soon becomes boobs in the yeah. final act of this. <laughs> it's like, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. Thank you for sitting through the first 45, 50 minutes. Okay, now that the parents are out of the room, here comes some ditties, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks for hanging in there. 
yeah, I did uh, enjoy myself because of that. You kind of get the atmosphere of it. It's all fun and games, pretty much. And yeah. uh, what did you think of the werewolf? I liked it. I like the effects for the Wolfman. I, I like that kind of classical, you know, Wolfman take on it. It's like he looks like a dude that just has hair glued to his face or whatever. But, you know, it's you can see his expressions well through it. And I think it's uh, something about it I like. I don't know. He's always got a turtleneck and a jacket on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he <laughs> did not take his clothes. Yes. He's very fashionable. <laughs> and I do love the uh, two-handed leap for the throat he always goes for. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> There's that one guy standing against the car or whatever that he jumps on like that. He just, like, jumps three feet in the air to strangle the dude mm-hmm. and, like, kills him right there. <laughs> now she's kind of like a... Uh, he, he looks like a... He was probably, like, five foot two or something and uh, kind of got a little bit of a pot belly or something going on underneath that uh, turtle neck. He, but, was, uh, he, was, he didn't need to be a werewolf to be hairy. Even when he transformed back, he was still mighty hairy. He's got 90 pounds of hair underneath his jacket. I'm pretty sure he was an Olympic weightlifter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he probably, yeah. So maybe it wasn't a pot belly. Maybe he was actually jacked underneath there. He doesn't want to look too impressive as a wolf man, you know? <laughs> he's want to intimidate everyone. Yeah, he's like, because then you're just like, fuck, there's nobody going to beat this dude. Look how small he is. He's kind of <laughs> famously barrel-chested, so. Yeah. I like it. And if yeah, if you watch more of his stuff, you'll notice he always gets the uh, ladies. It's like he he was writing the script for those parts. <laughs> it's just life imitating art, or art imitating life, you know. Or the casting couch, I don't know. <laughs> it was Spain, man. Don't question that. Can I state? So there was that scene in which he transforms into the Wolfman while he's in the disco, and all of a sudden yes. it's all the crazy strobe lighting. I was really hoping that all of a sudden I was watching Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning again. Only I wasn't. That was cool. <laughs> I will say that I did really enjoy that. The way, like, you know, the flashing light and he slowly progressing, turning into the wolf or whatever. Pretty dope. So, we have anything else to add to that? Nope. You know, you know I, I'm sorry I didn't take a list of the debaucheries and titty count like I usually do. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to throw out a guess, but uh, there is some major boobage. But I'm going to say there were only like three chicks with, uh, so <laughs> was it six titties total? <laughs> Roughly. Probably six titties. Alright. That's a rough guesstimate. I'm not entirely sure. But there's also some, a decapitation. There's a dude gets his head smashed and like his eyeballs kind of hanging out Oh, and that's stuff. right. I did enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, when he dumps the, like the concrete brick on them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, nah, nah, I'm totally digressing now, but like that's kind of when uh, Nashi's character is introduced. Uh, the girl is about to be at- assaulted by the three guys that stabbed her old, older man husband or whatever. So he jumps out to protect her from out of fucking nowhere, and he proceeds to like kill these guys. I haven't enjoyed a head smashing that much since the Irreversible or Drive. <laughs> the Irreversible one's not one to be very enjoyed. <laughs> but yeah, so like he kills those guys like immediately, and um, you know I think. I mean, I realized they just killed somebody, you know, so that, you know, you don't really feel any sympathy for him or anything like that. But that really speaks volumes about his character. They just jumps out and murders three dudes without, like, any hesitation whatsoever. 
What's he's a werewolf? What's the issue? Well, <laughs> he, he's not a werewolf at the time. He's a dude. He still knows he's a werewolf. He's still he like, knows well, he's a coming werewolf. this month. I'm going to kill some more people when the moon turns. Well, he could totally. I mean, if you really want to be, you know, kind of. He's, he's like, fuck it. I already got blood blood on my hands. I'm killing someone once a month. So <laughs> if you want to be moral about it, though, he he has a fucking mansion. He could bring him back to the house, throw him in the basement, chain him up, feed him nice, be nice to him for a few days. Boom, you know, full moon. They're dead. That's food he doesn't even have to leave the town bad guys it seems like an awful lot of work when you could just kill him right there <laughs> or you could you know call the police like a responsible citizen oh and have him snooping around your werewolf castle yeah, okay no, they'd never believe they'd never believe you you know <laughs> yeah yeah they wouldn't believe he's a werewolf man <laughs> they're gonna what? blame you for killing the guy anyway since you're with local werewolf come well, on now he's committed he's triple homicide <laughs> Well, he's committed a triple homicide now, damn it. Okay. It's like, we forgot to mention this movie has Jack Taylor in it. This has Jack Taylor? Was that Taylor? a selling point? <laughs> he was in a bunch of Jess Franco films, I oh. know that. Oh, I don't even know him. Yeah, it's kind of sad. He's just there. He was also in The Ninth Gate, is that what I'm reading here? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Uh, he was in Conan also. Oh, I have no idea who just Jack Taylor is, but sorry. <laughs> Jack Taylor fans, we apologize. <laughs> There's at least three of you out there. I know it. Like, fuck you, trio. <laughs> I was like, we are... stinking Minnesota again. <laughs> Here we are hoping to attract new listeners, and I think we'll be driving them away. <laughs> These fucking guys hate Jack Taylor. No, we don't hate him, all right? We just... I... Wendy and I don't know who he is. You know, <laughs> I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I mean, jeez. Like Jay is apparently the Jack Taylor fan club. He's got a very long face and a nice mustache. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, he sounds like a handsome man. Maybe it's Loaf. Are we talking about him? Was he in this movie? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> oh, Jack Taylor played Doctor Jekyll. Got it. <laughs> All right. I, I know him now. Shoes. I'm familiar with the guy. Leader of the fan club now. <laughs> so should okay. we wrap it up? How do we feel about this? I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I uh, really did. I'll probably check out more Nashy stuff because I, I enjoy going through the Hammer catalog as well, and I kind of get the same type of vibe from this, just a little bit more sleazy, a little trashier, mm-hmm. and I dig that a lot. So I see myself going through his uh, filmography. So are you, are you alluding that the Hammer stuff is a little too classy? It's like the Baba of uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, the Baba I, and Nashi's the poultry. If we were going this this uh, analogy, <laughs> absolutely, they both have a similar grasp on like narrative skills. So. <laughs> oh. Heyo, I love poultry. Don't don't take, take that the wrong way. But yeah, the man, you know, wasn't strongest with the narrative. Anybody else want to dig any holes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm in the same boat as Josh. I've gone through and watched most of uh, a lot of Nashy stuff, and uh, I like it. It's good. Uh, the midway point between the Hammer and the harder stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just good, good trashy fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was don't be nice, Wendy. Just, just you know, plow into it. Come on. <laughs> you hated it. Admit it. <laughs> you know, if it was a Sunday afternoon and I was ten, I'd totally watch more of them. You preferred your uh, rapey werewolf movies more when you were 10, eh? (laughs) 
I mean, you know, my my appreciation for rape it certainly has has uh, matured over time. Oh lord! Oh, wow, new, new, yeah. You want to qualify that? <laughs> no. Not at all. There you go. Take it however you like. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, someone's gonna take it. <laughs> the trashy trio. I think that does it for us. Uh, indeed, <laughs> there's at least two of us that really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. One of us might be on the fence. I'm on I'm the not fence. sure. She's on the fence. But uh, I, I would just like to add that I'm sure Loaf might be on the fence, and I'm sure Zom would hate this. <laughs> Zom will, and, and thankfully he'll never listen to this episode. So. He'll never listen to it. And he'll never watch this movie. Yeah, he doesn't listen to anything. He is not on. Check us out, uh, facebook.com slash the trashy trio. Um, find us on Twitter at trashy trio and search us out on Facebook because we love you. Download Everyone. the show on Lipson. Absolutely. Lipson.com slash I don't know. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. There is a man the legend tell who stands for what is right. Like quieter, he never shirks or cowers from a fight. He's our Sheriff Lobo, mighty Sheriff Lobo, honorable Lobo. He was strong. He has no fear, he's always here, his morals stand alone. A man of dreams who guards our things as if they were his own. Strong.